New York City's top pick in the MLS draft. His name is Malachi Jones. We're going to have his high school coach here to talk about Jones on the field and off the field. He has a remarkable story. And as of 10 a.m. this morning, breaking news, U.S. soccer has denied the request of Major League Soccer. That and more coming up on NYCFC Views. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. NYCFC Views. Collins approaches the shot, and New York City wins the first MLS Cup on their first try. And they're going crazy. The sickest New York City FC podcast. It's going to be sick. Welcome, everybody. I'm Glenn Crooks, my co-host, Roberto Abramowitz, recovering from quadruple bypass surgery. But he's doing much better. He was at a Rangers game recently, was spotted there. Rangers got a win, so that made him feel good. Roberto, we should expect to see him back uh, early in the new year. Uh, before uh, we get to uh, the top pick for New York City FC in the MLS Super Draft yesterday, whose high school coach is here with us, uh, just very quickly want to touch on U.S. soccer with uh, breaking news this morning and certainly the emotion around this. I haven't seen this kind of feedback and reaction on social media to a soccer event in quite some time, but U.S. soccer denied the request by MLS, Major League Soccer, to have the MLS Next Pro teams, the reserve teams, Division Three teams in the U.S. soccer pyramid to play in this year's U.S. Open Cup or the 2024 U.S. Open Cup. So MLS, who are scheduled to release the 2024 schedule today, I wonder if that will be delayed at all because now they understand that they will also have to incorporate U.S. Open Cup into the entire fixture list. All right, so we'll get to that a little bit later on. Uh, I originally had Jeff Reuter uh, from The Athletics scheduled to come on and talk about it, but he is ferociously writing stories for The Athletic as this thing just broke uh, about an hour ago as uh, we're recording NYCFC Views. Uh, a great story here, and MLS Super Draft, uh, the number eight pick overall, and it was uh, New York City FC, uh, Malachi Jones. Now. Who is Malachi Jones? Well, Dave DeFato knows. Malachi Jones, who played at Lipscomb University, a sophomore drafted by uh, New York City, he played his high school ball at Grace Christian School, and that's in Franklin, Tennessee. And uh, David, he's with us here today. That's Malachi Jones there as uh, New York City, publishing uh, their top pick, uh, their number eight overall, 119 goals, 43 assists in his high school career. So let's bring in David and uh, welcome to high school, Coach. This is great. David, congratulations, first of all. And um, it's pretty wild, too. The number one pick in the overall draft, Tyrese Spicer, is also from Lipscomb University. So I'm going to suggest that there might be a lot of people across the country that don't know Lipscomb. They certainly don't know Grace Christian. But here, uh, New York City fans... 
uh, are anxious maybe to uh, hear the story of, of Malachi a little bit from somebody who has spent so much time but uh, with him. But thank you so much. How you doing? Good, Glenn. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to be on here today and just speak about Malachi. Well, before we get to the on-field, uh, perhaps we can talk about his path to uh, end up in Nashville. Uh, from what I read in 2013, uh, he's got um, eight brothers and sisters. I think I have that accurate. And they um, were adopted from an orphanage. And uh, so uh, maybe you can help fill in some of the gaps there and tell us a, a little bit more uh, about what um, what this has been like for Malachi. Absolutely. So um, 2013, uh, Mike and Haley Jones, um, they made a commitment to, to adopt. Um, their heart was on Sierra Leone. Um, I think they'll tell you they never imagined adopting eight kids. Um, but as they got over there and they met them, they just didn't see a way that they could break up um, seven brothers and one sister, eight total. Um, so they made a lifelong commitment to adopt eight, eight kids and bring them, bring them home to Franklin, Tennessee. They brought them home in 2013. Um, I got to meet them probably 2014. So I've known Malachi just, just under 10 years. Um, amazing story, uh, amazing family. Um, soccer runs in their blood. Um, they played a lot of soccer over in Sierra Leone in the orphanage. They never played with a ball. They never had cleats. They didn't even wear shoes. Um, Mike, uh, Malachi's older brother, Michael, was the first who um, came over to Grace Christian and played. And after the first practice, he asked if he could play barefoot. He didn't like cleats. They didn't feel comfortable. He'd never, he couldn't feel the ball. Wow. So I said, Mike, we can't do that. <laughs> we'll get you some cleats, buddy. Um, but the story is amazing. Uh, Michael, their older brother, he's really a leader in the family. Um, I, I think Malachi looks to, to Michael as, as not just an older brother, almost like a father figure. And um, I think a lot of Malachi's on-field um, success has been um, created in the backyard um, with his brothers. I mean, Michael played at a local um, Division II school here in Nashville, Trevecca. Levi and Malachi, both at Lipscomb. They have another brother, Samuel, um, who played for us at Grace Christian. And then they have younger brothers who are in the academy at Nashville. Um, so if you go to the Jones house, there's some good soccer, pickup soccer going on in the backyard for sure. Well, you hear these stories quite often, David. And again, we're with uh, David DeFada, the uh, boys coach at uh, Grace Christian School in uh, Franklin, Tennessee, uh, who uh, was a high school coach of Malachi Jones, the number one pick for New York City FC, number eight overall in Tuesday's MLS Super Draft. But the, the pickup, the, you're talking about barefoot soccer, not really having a ball. I mean, uh, you immediately think of the favelas in Brazil and the, the technique that they obtained, uh, Brazilians, and why they're just famous for that, and beach soccer and things like that. So it, it's really true that, um, you know, he, they're coming from a background that is, uh, uh, that kind of soccer uh, talks about passion to me. That's right. There's been there's been many arguments and fights in the Jones backyard over pickup soccer. <laughs> um, but but you talk about you talk about the ability to get in the backyard and play with with top level players that are your brothers. Um, the creativity that comes from that is just unimaginable. You, it's not something that you can coach um, as these kids are 
are playing, they're, they're trying new things. And um, it's, it's amazing to watch them um, just play together. And I think a lot of what Malachi has developed over the past 10 years um, has been right there in the backyard. Not that he had, he's had amazing coaching um, at his, his club, uh, Nashville United soccer um, here um, in Franklin. Um, they've got amazing coaches that have helped develop him. But um, I think the, the sibling development has been, um, been amazing um, for those boys. Well, and, and truly the, the really amazing part of this is uh, the family that adopted so many children. Can we go back to that for a moment? That's a special and extraordinary situation. Absolutely. I mean, what a, what a commitment. Uh, Mike and Haley, they had um, before the adoption, they have um, Tyler and Tucker, who were um, their biological sons. They make the commitment to adopt um, the the eight kids from Sierra Leone, and then they're not here for a year or two. And Haley finds out she's pregnant with little Toby. So um, for a while, they were the Jones dozen walking around Franklin, Tennessee. Um, now they're now they're the the Jones Baker's dozen. Um, they have a, a big fifteen passenger red van. Um, you can see it everywhere uh, everywhere they go. Um, but Mike, um, the father is an amazing, um, amazing father, um, hard worker. Um, those, all those boys and, and Gabby, the, the young lady, they're learning work ethic and commitment from Mike. Um, Haley is just the most organized and sweetest and hardest working lady, um, that I know my wife and I had the opportunity, um, probably in about 2015 before we had our own kids, um, to watch them for a couple days um, as Mike and Haley went out of town. And honestly, it was like a vacation for us. We didn't have to do anything. Haley had everything lined out. Everybody had a job. Everybody knew what to do. We were just there to to, <laughs> to oversee them, basically taking care of themselves. Um, just the, the, the thing. Well, with, and now with, uh, with 13 children, organization is probably the key word. Oh, it's got to be. It's got to be. Um, and, it, and it's not just that. I mean, they're um, just, yeah, amazing parents. Um, their family is um, very faith-based. Um, the, the kids are in church every Sunday. Um, they're there on Wednesday nights. Um, just an, an amazing family, amazing um, parents to have. Uh, great, great um, people for my wife and I to look at and say, hey, how do we want to raise our family? Um, and you look at, at what they've produced in their children and you're going to hear, yes, sir, no, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. They're each and every one of them are going to look you in the eye when they talk to you. They're going to stand up and shake your hand. Um, just good all around kids. Well, let's talk about Malachi, uh, the person. So he was teammates with, uh, Tyree Spicer and I'm going to uh, play a clip that I'd like you to hear David from Spicer about his Lipscomb teammate, Malachi Jones. Uh, Malachi, Malachi is a sweet soul, honestly. Um, I can only say good things about him. He's so genuine. He, he, he loves to interact with everyone. He always makes everyone feel, feel at home. Like he always puts in the, the actual work to get to know you as an individual and get to like show, show you how much you're, you're, you're loved. Um, me and Malachi had a really special connection. Um, I think Half of the goals I scored out of 14, there were like probably six or seven that was him assisting me. Um, his ability is, is insane. Like I haven't seen someone want with that kind of 1v1 ability to just change directions in a split second and just like assist me or score. Like I really, I really love Malachi. He's my, he's my brother. Like I, if he's watching this, I would just like to tell you how happy for you, bro. 
Well, his high school coach is watching it, so uh, you'll have to uh, relay that information to him, David. So a lot there uh, about Malachi the person, but also as the player. So let's touch on both. First, the person. Yeah, I think Tyrese hit it there. What you're going to find with Malachi is he's going to be an amazing teammate. Um, He doesn't want to just get on the field and play soccer with you. He wants to get to know you. The more he knows you, the more um, the harder he's going to play for you. Um, the more he he wants to love his teammates. And as we look back on his high school career, I mean, his eighth grade year, he scores 24 goals, ninth grade, 26, 10th grade were cut short due to COVID. He scores two. His 11th grade year, he breaks out, scores 45. And then you look at his senior year, he scored 22 and you think, oh, what happened? Well, I mean, he made the decision. He said, hey, I, I mean, and I, I don't know how you coach a kid that good in high school. You just you don't. You just, you just set it up for him and say, Malachi, go do what you want to do. And and he he took it upon himself. I mean, he led the state in assists that year. He was he was beating players one-on-one, and he was setting guys up in front of the goal. And we scored the most goals we've ever scored that season, and he only scored 22. Um, he wants others to succeed. So I think what you're going to find with him, he gets in that 18-yard box. He's, he's, he's going to goal one way or another. Either he's going to get an assist or he's going to score. He's just got a nose for it. Um, but what I think what his teammates are going to find is in the locker room, in the training facility, he's going to want to get to know them. Um, he's he's going to want them to know who he is. Um, I think you're going to find a, a, an amazing teammate. He's uh, he's not all about Malika. He's all about team first. And I think that's something that um, we were able to help instill in, in him at Grace Christian. His family has instilled him. His club has instilled in him. Uh, Coach Morrow over at Lipscomb has instilled that in him. He's just a great overall teammate. And um, his uh, teammate there at Lipscomb, uh, especially, and, and you you mentioned it, but uh, focused on his uh, 1v1 capabilities. So what can we expect? That's a big leap. And MLS uh, this year, allowing sophomores and juniors to be drafted for the first time ever. He's coming out as a sophomore from Lipscomb, 20 years old. So uh, what do you think? You've seen a number of their games down the road from you at Lipscomb. So what do you think? You know, I, I remember his freshman year at, at Lipscomb. Um, we went up, they, they played Louisville in that first game. And I was like, ah, you know, I don't, I don't know how this, it's a big leap from, from high school to college. And I don't know how this is going to go. About 10 minutes in, we're like, man, look at, like, he's beating guys one-on-one all over this field. Um, you know, obviously this is another, this is a huge, tremendous leap. Um, but there's one thing I'll tell you about Malachi Jones. I wouldn't bet against him. Um, if, if I'm putting money on something, I'm putting my money on Malachi. And, and that's because, you know, he's just going to, he's going to outwork a lot of people. Um, there's not a harder worker you're going to find. Um, he's going to, he's going to get there in training and he's just going to, he's going to get in the system. He's going to figure out what he needs to do, what coach Cushing wants, wants from and and needs from, and he's going to go to work. Um, so I wouldn't bet against him. Um, you're going to see with him, he's, I mean, flat, I mean, he, he can fly, um, the kid, um, you know, he probably could have won the state track meet in, in the hundred and 200 yard sprints. Um, had he done that his senior any year. Um, but what's more amazing, he doesn't slow down with the ball. I mean, there's a lot of guys around this world who can run, but if you can run with the ball that close to your foot and Tyrese hit on it, I mean, the guy can, he can turn on a dime. He could be going one way and all of a sudden he's going the next and you don't know what happened. Um, I've seen him put more guys in the ground, just turning <laughs> around um, in, both in high school and, and in college. So I think you're going to find a creative player, a fast player, a player who wants to score, 
a player who wants to get in dangerous positions and just you know give his team the best opportunity to win. Well, New York City is not particularly deep on the left side of their attack. They do have Tyler Smagno there, who's the primary uh, left winger. We've seen him at striker as well, but that changed along the course of 2023. So uh, you never know. And uh, I-, I wanted to ask you about uh, his academics. Uh, he's an engineering major, which I find fascinating because when I coached collegially, I had a school with engineering, and it was rare to have any student athlete who could do both because of the time commitment academically and the different things you had to do with that sort of uh, program. How does he do it? Well, he he's brilliant. I mean, in high school, I think he had a, over a 4.3. I mean, he was National Honor Society, just high academic kid. He gets into college. He decides, hey, I'm going to go into engineering. Um, he, again, it goes back to that work ethic. He There's no, nothing that he can't accomplish if he sets his mind to it. So, He's uh, he puts a lot of time into his studies. He's got amazing grades. Um, he he shows up to class every single day. He shows up to practice every single day. You know, if he's got a test to study for or a project that's due, he's going to get it done. Um, and I think that's what New York's going to find with Malachi is there's nothing that you can put in front of him that he can't work to obtain. Um, and and he's just gonna he's gonna work just like he did on the field, just like he does in the classroom. Um, but I think that's something that really sets him apart is, you know, you've got a, a really great player and a high academic kid. You get him in the film room and he's going to study soccer just as hard as he studied engineering. Um, he, he loves it. So I, I think I think it's going to I think it makes him a better player, definitely makes him a better overall person, just the academics that he has. And he apparently has an option, uh, whether uh, I'm sure the hope is that it works out well at New York City FC with the first team. There's also a New York City FC two team. They'll sign contracts uh, of collegiate players uh, in that realm uh, also. But he does have the option to come back and finish his degree as well, apparently. And and I would think that he will. Um, I think, you know, soccer, um, Malachi looks at soccer as a tool. Um, and at Grace Christian, you know, our our school is founded, you know, on our beliefs in Christ. And, and Malachi is going to look at soccer as a tool, um, you know, to spread his faith. Um, he's going to soccer is going to end at some point. You know, I hope he has a long, lengthy career and he plays for a long time and he scores a lot of goals. But at some point it comes to an end for all of us. And I think at that point he'll he'll go back. He'll finish his degree. He'll. um or he may do it while he, while he's playing, um, but I think that's important to him. You know that college degree is something that you know. Being from Sierra Leone, his brother Michael did graduate from college um, at at Trevecca, so Malachi could be the second in his family to to graduate college. And what an amazing accomplishment in itself that is. Well, there was a player on the team, Andres Jason, who was at Yale, and he was taking classes while he was still participating in preseason and during this season. Uh, I don't know if Malachi will have that same option, but you you think even if New York City FC uh, chooses him for the first team, you think he'd still go back and get his degree? Uh, you'd have to ask him that. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, eventually we will uh, we will ask him that. I probably should have asked you this at the top, but have you talked to him uh, since he was drafted? We talked quite. A, we talked a few times yesterday. Um, he's excited. Um, he's thrilled, you know, but the one thing about Malachi is he's not going to get too high and he's not going to get too low. And I think that's what makes him such a good player on the field and a good teammate off the field. He's very steady. Um, his emotions aren't going to get the best of him. Um, but man, he was excited. He had a few friends over at the house yesterday to watch, um, hopeful that he was going to, going to be drafted. 
Um, and he's excited, you know, but he's a young 20 year old kid. He's got great people in his corner to advise him, you know, specifically his parents, Mike and Haley. Um, and, and he's got a great support system. Um, so, but he's thrilled. Well, if he gets a, an attendance clause in his contract, you know, if the family comes, you know, that'll boost. <laughs> <laughs> That's my, my girls. The first thing they said is dad, when can we go to New York city? <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Uh, David Defada, he is the uh, head boys coach at Grace Christian School in Franklin, Tennessee. Malachi Jones High School coach, where Malachi won the uh, Gatorade Player of the Year uh, for Tennessee and had a great experience uh, there uh, under the guidance of David. David, thank you so much. It was uh, wonderful to learn a little bit more about the young man, and uh, and I, I wish him all the best, and and you as well. I know you're you're the only coach in the history of that boys program, so keep it going. And uh, thank you very much. Uh, thanks for having me, Glenn. We look forward to watching New York this this uh, spring. Well, special thanks to uh, David Defada sharing uh, that about Malachi Jones. Jeff Reuter was scheduled to be part of our NYCFC views today. He writes for the Athletic, and last week when Major League Soccer came out with what was a bombshell, that is they requested the U.S. soccer to utilize the MLS Next Pro Teams, which is third division, to play in the U.S. Open Cup in 2024. MLS had made a major statement. Uh, there were emotional social media posts from those, uh, including writers for The Athletic, like Pablo Maurer, uh, and Jeff Reuter, he he put something out which uh, indicated that you know he was uh, very distraught that uh, MLS made this decision. Well, today another bombshell. You'd have to say breaking news from U.S. Soccer, and let me read it to you. Uh, it came out at 10 a.m. this morning. The reason Jeff is not here now is he's working on this story. Major League Soccer. This is from U.S. Soccer. This is their statement. Major League Soccer has requested to allow MLS Next Pro teams to represent MLS in the 2024 Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. So U.S. Soccer says, after thoughtful consideration, we have informed MLS that the U.S. Soccer staff recommendation, which was adopted by the Pro League Task Force, is that the request be denied. So first teams from Major League Soccer, will participate in the um, U.S. Open Cup in 2024. And just to prove that Jeff is working on this, this is the tweet he put out just a few minutes after uh, the story broke. And, uh, yeah, he's working on it with MLSist, which is uh, Pablo Maurer and uh, Paul Tenorio. Those boys do a great job. I know it's a subscription service. But uh, if you're a soccer enthusiast, uh, the athletic, those boys do a, a wonderful job. And perhaps we'll get Jeff on next week to get the further reaction uh, on this story. One thing, he did hop on for a moment and just uh, to tell us in writing that he's, he wasn't going to be able to come on because he's got, he's got to work on this story. But I had said at the top that you wonder if uh, Major League Soccer will still announce the full 2024 schedule today. Uh, Don Garber, in his State of the League address, said the full schedule would drop today, Wednesday, December the 20th, uh, and it will. Jeff uh, said that uh, they accounted for the U.S. Open Cup in their schedule. So my guess is that Major League Soccer uh, 
felt uh, pretty strongly that U.S. soccer was probably going to go uh, the way of what are the bylaws, in essence, that uh, a top-tier league, MLS, has to participate uh, in the U.S. Open Cup. And, uh, well, there'll be more to this story. Uh, the Athletic and other publications uh, will certainly be uh, covering this closely. And like I said, next week, uh, well, I'm going to be off next week. Uh, Roberto will be off next week as well. So no show next week uh, during that holiday break. Uh, but right uh, after the new year, we'll have another one, and uh, we'll, we'll see uh, how much more we can um, sort out about, uh, again, U.S. soccer denying MLS request to have the MLS Next Pro teams uh, be part of uh, the U.S. Open Cup. Uh, a new coach announcement, Caleb Porter for the New England Revolution. So he's going to try to become the first coach in New England history. They're an original franchise to win MLS Cup and the first coach to win MLS Cup with three teams. He won it with Portland in 2015 and Columbus Crew uh, in 2020. That leaves three vacancies, D.C. United, C.F. Montreal, and Minnesota United. Even though they have an interim right now, they are delaying the, the naming of, uh, of their uh, permanent uh, head coach until the uh, sporting director uh, arrives on the scene. All right, let's kick it around. All right, I was watching uh, Tati Castellanos with Lazio uh, the other day. He entered in the 80th minute of a match. I, I put this uh, tweet up because I thought I, I haven't really uh, studied Castellanos and Lazio in, in the last few weeks, so I wanted to see how the season was going for him. And you can see he's played in 14 of Lazio's 16 matches. He's had five starts. Uh, it was a 2-0 loss, loss to Inter Milan. Uh, but you see Tati with just one goal on 23 shots. You see the expected goals. So his efficiency certainly needs to improve. Has a couple of assists in his uh, 500 minutes of playing. Tati, uh, you know, certainly a legendary figure here at New York City FC, winning the Golden Boot the same year that uh, New York City won MLS Cup in 2021. And to close the program, uh, a baseball note, but... I'll tie it into Inter Miami and Lionel Messi. How about this? The Shohei Otani effect. So Otani, the guy who can pitch and hit home runs in Major League Baseball, uh, has signed with the L.A. Dodgers uh, for $700 million. So that's live money. That's uh, golf live money. Uh, anyway, the average ticket price for the 2024 home opener was $580 in 2023. After the signing, $1,236. So uh, the comparison to Lionel Messi and all the bumped ticket prices that uh, the uh, Miami supporters have uh, had to take on, along with uh, those uh, places that he visits uh, during the season. Uh, as of this recording, uh, the MLS schedule has not broken as of yet, so we're not sure when Messi will be coming into uh, New York City FC. I did notice something in an email uh, that they have a five-game package, which includes Messi, does the New York City ticket office. So I'm sure everybody's uh, really waiting for that moment to see uh, when that match will be and which venue 
uh, it will be played in. I'm sure that is has been uh, very carefully analyzed by uh, Major League Soccer. And then certainly the rest of the schedule of, of interest to all of us uh, and wondering where we will travel to in the Western Conference uh, for the New York City FC commentary. I'm on the English side. My normal co-host, Roberto Abramowitz, who should be back with us soon, is on the Spanish side. So we'll wait for this and understand that uh, New York City FC, uh, we expect them to open preseason January the 10th. They have not made that official announcement yet. They'll be going to the Coachella Invitational on February 7th through the 14th. They'll play three matches there. There are 11 MLS teams that will train and compete at Coachella, and then one USL team. That's Phoenix, Phoenix Rising, that won the USL Championship this year. They're going to have a chance to play an MLS team, perhaps, in the U.S. Open Cup. And uh, again, the breaking news today is that uh, U.S. soccer has denied the request of MLS to field MLS Next Pro teams, which are Division Three teams in the U.S. Open Cup. The first teams, the senior teams for MLS, they'll be participating in the USOC in 2024. Well, thanks very much to Malachi Jones, high school coach, David DeFada. Jones, the number one pick, number eight overall for New York City FC in Tuesday's MLS draft. I'm Glenn Crooks for NYCFC Views. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast NYCFC Views on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.